<laughs> My name is Leanne Rindelman. I am from here, and I grew up in Prattville. I attended Heritage Baptist Church, and God put it on my heart as a teenager to go and be a missionary. For a long time, God didn't tell me exactly where. Well, all my friends were like, oh, who am I going to marry? I was like, where am I going to go? <laughs> and when I graduated high school, God led me to go to a gap year program where I learned Spanish and I had Bible classes. And while I was there, a friend told me about uh, an orphanage in Mexico that she had heard of that had internships. So I went and I interned, and then I decided to stay full-time. I served there for five years, and then the Lord put on my heart to do children's ministry. So I've been involved in children's ministry since I was 14. The only time in my life where I wasn't doing children's ministry was when I was at the children's home. And so God led me to start serving at the church, at the bilingual church where I'd been attending while I was at the orphanage. God laid it on my heart and opened the doors. And so I've been serving in the children's ministry there for three years now. Uh, I live in, oh wait, cool. I see how it works. <laughs> I live in Tijuana, uh, just south of Tijuana, Mexico, in a place called Rosarito. And it's a really unique place because we are right there on the border just below San Diego. And so being on the border, we've got a mix of people. We've got people from the States. We've got people from all over Mexico. There are people there from Canada, but we also have people from um, Colombia, Venezuela, South Africa, Russia, Poland, Haiti, and the Philippines. So we've got a large mix there. It looks a little bit like heaven. <laughs> we are a bilingual church so that everybody is able to worship in their own language. So everything from the worship to the preaching to the children's classes is bilingual. We also, there's a lot of deportees there because a lot of times when people get deported, they get dropped off there in Tijuana. And then the family a lot of times will move down with them. So if dad gets deported, well, mom and the kids are gonna move with them. And so they show up in Mexico without speaking Spanish. They don't know the culture. And so here they're able to go and they're able to worship in their own language. They're able to worship in English and understand what's going on. The kids are able to go to the kids' classes. They don't feel overwhelmed because it's all Spanish. They're able to hear in their own, hear in their own language. And we've also got the Spanish. Uh, this, these are what real tacos look like. <laughs> Not the Taco Bell stuff. This, up here on the top right, no, top left, y'all's left. <laughs> these are tacos, so when you go, you walk up to the taco stand, a lot of times there's not even a line. You walk up and you ask for however many tacos you want, and they'll take off the meat and chop it up right there in front of you, put it on the tortilla, put on the onion and the cilantro and the salsa and hand it to you, and then you, you eat them. If you want more, then you ask for more after that and you pay at the end. You wait to pay at the till the end because they want to wait and see how many tacos you're going to eat. <laughs> a lot of times people stand around the cart eating there while we're, where they're preparing and everything. People stand around talking and chit-chatting. 
uh, on the top right, those are tamales. So we have turkey at Christmas time, they have tamales. The bottom left, those are called gorditas. So gorda means fat. So if you would translate that literally, that would be like little fatties. And they are very fattening, but they're good. <laughs> they're dough that's been, it's, they take off some dough from the big, huge bowl of dough that they've got, and they put it in the deep fryer, and then they take it out, and they stuff it with cheese or with meat, and then all the, the vegetables on the top. And it's, it's soaking with oil still when you eat it, but it's good. <laughs> and then the bottom, bottom right, those are, that's mole, which is made out of chocolate. Which my brain cannot grasp that I'm eating something with chocolate, and so I, it should be sweet, because it's chocolate, but I'm eating it on chicken, so, <laughs> but it's good. I serve in the children's ministry, so I get to, I'm the children's ministry assistant director. So I get to teach, I get to plug in and substitute if we don't have a teacher. So I've gotten to teach all the ages. On the weekends, we're averaging between 200 and 250 kiddos between the three services. So we've got a lot of little ones. It's a lot of fun. I'm in charge of the nursery. So even in the nursery, we've started doing lessons with the kiddos. They're babies, they're little, but they're like little sponges. And we give them a, a little take-home sheet so the families can be talking about the Bible lessons during the week. So we want to encourage the families to be talking about it. The kids learn whatever the, the adults are learning. And our church goes verse by verse through books of the Bible. So the kids go verse by verse through books of the Bible. So there are some kind of challenging passages in the Bible, some passages that are hard to understand. Now imagine teaching those to three and four-year-olds. So the, another lady and I have started making teacher's guides for the teachers. And so we take the, the passage and we start studying it a couple weeks in advance and we write out a guide for the teachers to use to prepare their lessons. So we've got the objectives, this is, this is what we want the kids to grasp from this passage. We've got a commentary and then we have some application questions at the end. And so I get to write those every week. I get to translate those because the ones that the other lady writes are in Spanish. Some of our teachers are English speakers, and so we translate those. And I get to do some translating. I get to translate teachers' meetings. I get to translate with the kids sometimes. I get to translate in writing. <laughs> we started doing something we call Eagles Night, because our oldest class, 11 and 12-year-olds, we call that the Eagles class. And they are facing things that we, I didn't have to face as a kid. I never had to face these until I was out of the house. I heard about these things only because of apologetics conferences. But these are things like gender identity, things like depression and anxiety, things like they, they're constantly being told, you be you. You do what you want. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. They're hearing these messages all over the place on their phones. They're hearing them at school. And so we wanted to take a special time to, to tell the kids, hey, this is what the Bible says about these things. And this is why you can trust the Bible. And so we started doing a group once a night. And so we have games. It's fun. We have snacks. But then we dig into God's word. And we see what does God say about these different topics. We've also been doing a lot of fun things with that group. 
We have gone to a trampoline park. We've gone on fun outings. We've done retreats with them. We've also done little one-day missions trips with them. We've gone, this year we went to an orphanage. The kids from the church helped us put on a camp with, for the kiddos there. That day, three of the kids from the orphanage came to know Christ. The year before, we had gone to a nursing home. And when we got there, we expected it to be a normal nursing home like, like you see here. When we got there and we found out that this nursing home is a place where when the, when the police pick people up off the street, they're elderly, they don't know where to go, this is where they drop them off. These are people who got kicked out of their home by their kids. The kids said, we, will, we don't want anything to do with you. And so they were living out on the streets. The police picked them up. A lot of times they were, a lot of the people who were in that home were confused as to why they were there. They were like, this is, this, there's a misunderstanding. I didn't do anything wrong. I, I, I shouldn't be in jail. They didn't realize they're there so that they can help them. So the kids went there and they played some games with the guys who were there. They poured, they loved on them. They poured into them. They prayed with them. And the, uh, their eyes were opened. They started realizing the need that's around them. They started realizing that they can reach out. They can pour into people. I've gotten to teach some, which is always really fun. I've gotten to teach several times at the Women's Spanish Study. And the young adults group that I'm involved in, it's 18 to 28-year-olds, so I just barely make it in the group. But they say if you're serving, you can stay. So I get to stay. <laughs> we, had a young, we had a retreat for the girls in the young adults group. So I got to teach there. And that was a lot of fun. A lot of those girls from that group are girls that I've gotten to disciple over the years. Which, to be honest, is my favorite part about being in Mexico. The pastor, a couple months ago, he asked during a sermon, he said, if you grew up in church, raise your hand. Well, I grew up here in Alabama. I think everybody in my church grew up in church. Well, that day, at the most, I think only a third of the people raised their hand, and that's being generous. Because a lot of people are new believers. Their parents don't know Christ. A lot of them have recently come to know Christ. In our church, it's rare to have a Sunday where people don't raise their hand to, to make a profession of faith which is super awesome. God is doing a great work there. But with that, we've got a lot of baby believers. And so I get to pour into the girls. I get to disciple them. We actually started a board game group after, after church services on Sundays. And so everybody's invited, but it tends to be a lot of the young adults who show up. And the reason why we do it is because we wanted more opportunities for discipleship. And in fact, I've gotten several opportunities to disciple some of the girls in the group. There was a girl who came. We have a Saturday night service because some people aren't able to come on Sundays. She came the Saturday night before Easter, and she, she had actually showed up at the church just because her psychologist had recommended, hey, you should find a religion. She had gone to Jehovah's Witness churches. She had gone to a Mormon church. She had gone to a Catholic church, and she was like, I don't know. This seems kind of weird. She came to our church, and the Holy Spirit worked in her heart. And that day she decided to, to place her faith in Christ. 
So the next day, Easter Sunday, she showed up. And my friend and I, we were like, ah, do we cancel the board game group? Because it's Easter Sunday. Everybody's going to be with their families. Like, what do we do? And she came over, and she got talking. She's like, I want to stay for the board game group. We're like, okay, we'll have the board game group then. We got talking with her and found out that she had just come to church. She had just come to know Christ. We got, we got talking about, okay, what is the Bible? What is the Bible about? What does it say? Who is Jesus? Why is it important to come to church? Why is it important to read the Bible? We got together later that week for coffee so we could have more one-on-one -on -one time for discipleship. And she asked me, she's like, a lot of people have talked about praying, but what is that? She didn't know how to pray. She hadn't grown up praying. She asked me, she, I thought this was really cute. She was like, okay, so, so do you have to pray every time before you eat? Like, what if, what if you have a snack? Do you pray for a snack? Like, like if, I, if I just have like one bite, do I need to pray before that? <laughs> and so it's neat. She is the only believer in her family. But she has been growing in Christ. She has been faithful in church. She's been reading God's word every day. And in fact, right before I came back home to Alabama, the beginning of September, she had a birthday party. And at her birthday party, we were sharing different encouraging things, different, they call them words of encouragement. And her grandpa said, when she wanted to come to church, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I thought it was weird. I actually discouraged her from going. But now I see a change in her. And it is good. And so her granddad, who does not know Christ, is not a believer, is seeing the change in her. Some of the other, I've gotten to pour into several different girls. The one right down here on the bottom left corner, her name is Jenny. She is also the only believer in her family. Her family is Catholic, which they're in Mexico. Catholics are not Christians, and they will tell you. When she came to know Christ, they were like, why are you abandoning your faith? Uh, in Mexico, it's mixed with a lot of the, the indigenous religions. And so, or that's, that's how it started out. So now it's very idolatrous. These are the people who have altars in their homes. They celebrate the Day of the Dead. The, the Catholics have statues of Mary all over the place. Like, it's, it's very idolatrous. They believe that Mary is the mediator. So this is, this is what she's coming from. And she's another one that we talked about, okay, what, what is prayer? She asked me, she's like, how do you pray? I was like, well, good question. The disciples actually asked Jesus that. So we went to Matthew 6. It's like, well, this is, this is what Jesus said. And so she, her eyes were open. She was like, wait, wait, wait. So the Lord's Prayer isn't something you have to repeat every week? No, it's, it's just a pattern for us to follow. In fact, up here, Jesus said we shouldn't use vain repetitions. And she was like, oh, you mean it's, it's talking with God? Yeah, <laughs> that's what prayer is. She started doing TikToks about what she was learning in, at the church, about forgiveness, about friendship, about reading her Bible. She started putting these out, and girls from all over Latin America started messaging her and saying, hey, God's been teaching me the same thing. She started a Bible study over Zoom with the girls that were seeing her TikToks. That's one of the most exciting things, is pouring into other people and watching them pour into others. The girl down here, the bottom picture towards the right, her name is Tere. She is a friend that Jenny invited to church. 
she came to know Christ this time last year, and she's been pouring into people. She's been pouring into her friends who are not believers. She's been telling them about Christ. She's been inviting them to church. She'll message me every now and then. She's messaged me since I've been home saying, hey, this person told me this. What does the Bible say about this? So it's super exciting watching them grow in Christ. Watching the, you know, like a baby grows. A baby needs fed. But then they grow and they learn how to feed themselves. And then you become an adult and you feed others. Watching them grow from being spoon-fed. This is, this is how you pray. This is how you read your Bible. To them feeding themselves, them reading God's word and learning for themselves. To them pouring into others. Them feeding others. It is, it is the best part about doing what I get to do. <laughs> and I'm super thankful to the Lord that he's allowed me to be in Mexico. He's allowed me to get to know these girls and pour into them. So this is, this is why we do what we do. Before Jesus left, his some of his last words before he ascended into heaven were, go and make disciples of all the nations. So this is not just converts, not just get people saved. It's make disciples. Teach them all that I've commanded you. So I want to, before I close, I have a few prayer requests. There we go. <laughs> so if y'all if could pray that God would provide. I raise support. I'm a, I'm a missionary. Uh, but right recently, the, everything's been getting more expensive, like it has all over the world, but the exchange rate is going down. And so if you could pray that God would provide, that God would continue to meet all my needs. He has never failed. He always provides. If you would join me in praying that God would continue to do so. Two, that God would give me wisdom. As I make the lessons for the kiddos, as I pour into the girls, that God would guide me that he would fill me with his spirit, that he would guide me, that he would give me wisdom. And then thirdly, that people would continue to come to know Christ, that God would continue to touch people's hearts, that God would continue to draw people to himself, that they would know him. So thank you so much for, for letting me share with y'all. Amen, amen. So I'd just love to go ahead and pray for Leanne and the ministry out there, and specifically these three things as well. And so she'll be here, obviously, after service, and there's a display booth set up over on the side foyer. So if you have any questions, please go find her or anything up there in the booth. You know, go ask her about it, things like that. Tijuana's not on the jigsaw puzzle, though, on that map out there. So I was, I was like, where's Tijuana? The top tippy corner. So, uh, but yeah, go check out the booth and get to know her a little bit. But I'd love to just pray for you in ministry out there as well. So God, I thank you just for allowing us the opportunity to get to know a little bit about Leanne and the ministry calling that you placed on her heart. Lord, we do pray for continued financial providence with everything going on there with inflation, exchange rates, things of that nature. We're thankful for your faithfulness and giving and providing. We just pray that that continues. We're also thankful for the fact that it seems like there's great opportunity for those that desire to know Christ. So we continue to pray for many souls to get saved and thank for her heart of discipleship as well. Like she said, it's not only just leading them to Christ, but teaching them what it means to look and live like Christ. So we thank you for that calling as well. We just pray you give her wisdom as she's continuing with this children's curriculum and just all the aspects of being a missionary in a foreign country. We just pray you give her wisdom and discernment. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you.
Thank you, Leanne.